Hi, and welcome to the Master Your Thoughts podcast with me, Judy Kobsar. Well, today is a special day. I have a featured guest on my podcast, and that is the one and only, our fearless leader, Dr. Bradley Kobsar. You know, I felt like it was important to have you all get to know Dr. Kobsar a little bit more. I've had a lot of people reach out to me since starting this podcast and these Facebook Lives, and they're asking questions, wanting to know more about what we do at the clinic, wanting to know about Dr. Kobsar. So I thought this would be timely for you all to get to know the doctor. So this was an interview that I had with Dr. Kobsar a little while ago that we recorded, and this interview was for our wellness partners who work with us at our clinic. So when you work with us, we do not call you a patient, we call you a wellness partner because we partner with you to help you restore your health. So just giving you a little context here, what it was recorded for, but we've also pushed this interview out on other platforms. Well, I am really excited to share this interview with you, and I know you're going to love it. So let's go. So I'm going to be interviewing the doc. Now, what has been very apparent when you guys work with this man is that he learns a whole lot about you. But because this program is focused on you, you probably have not learned a whole lot about him. And I think it's important for you to know many things about him. So that's one of the reasons why I'm interviewing him. But also, I'm just gonna let him roll through kind of his background for the first five minutes, and then I'll be interviewing him with questions. So I'm gonna turn the camera to him so that you guys can get the full benefit of the doc, up close right. and personal with the doc. All right, well, <clears throat> um, I grew up in Canada, as many of you know, and as a young man growing up in Canada, I was on track to be a professional hockey player. But life had its own plans for me, and oftentimes they're better than our own plans anyway. So uh, while I was in high school, I suffered a pretty severe back injury, and I was unable to do sports for many months, which put me onto a path of depression and using recreational drugs to hide my pain, cover my pain. So uh, in that time then, I uh, started playing in a rock band and basically barely ended up graduating from high school. I ended up then getting a job after graduation, <clears throat> which was, it was good paying, but it was very unfulfilling, which was fortunate because that drove me back to taking night school classes and ended up getting my, um, my, all, the, all I needed to get into college so I could go on to study the ologies. So that's psychology, biology, anthropology, sociology, the ologies. But it was an anatomy class, a human anatomy class that I really, be, really fell in love with, with the human, uh, the miracle of the human body. And so about that time, I went out and I started observing and um, some, a variety of different health clinics, medical clinics, uh, doctors of osteopathy, uh, physical therapy, but it was a doctor of chiropractic who had a real passion for wellness that sort of sent me on this path um, to where I am today. About that time, <clears throat> my parents retired and moved away from Calgary in Alberta, Canada, where I lived. And so I was kind of left on my own to um, 
make my ends meet, pay my expenses, um, go to class during the day and still save enough money to go to graduate school down here in California. So that resulted in jobs like midnight security guards, um, a milkman, uh, worked at a, a night clerk in some interesting motels, I'll just say that. And uh, that was what allowed me to eventually get my way down and work my way down here to go to California and go to graduate school where I ended, did a, a graduate from chiropractic school, but I was, I was unhappy with the tools that I had in my toolbox at that time. So I sort of put myself on a three-year internship where I was just volunteering in a bunch of different specialty clinics. By that time, I'd been broke for so long that it didn't really matter to me. I was more interested in getting intellectually wealthy than I was in financially wealthy. So that really worked out in my favor. And um, that, um, that uh, allowed me then to, well, at that time I was working as a personal trainer um, to help make ends meet. And one of my clients turned out to be the public health officer for Santa Clara County. And he saw something in me, I guess, that um, prompted him to bring me into uh, the county hospital. And at that time, and even today actually, chiropractors aren't really supposed to be working there. So he kind of stuck me in the back door and I immediately sat down and wrote my first wellness program. Well, we submitted it and I ended up getting a grant from the federal government and the state of California for what amounts to about a half, a half million dollars by today's standards. And right away I started getting really good results I, um, with the patients that we were seeing there. And in no time I had a, a long waiting list of patients uh, from the other medical doctors who were seeing the changes that the patients were making with their health. And so they were referring me a lot of patients. So that was great. And uh, I even got hired by the pharmaceutical companies about that time to do wellness uh, presentations and promote wellness all over Northern California, which I was happy to do. But I was also a little confused because I wasn't prescribing medications. So why would they want me and why would they hire me to do these wellness presentations? Well, it turned out that I was good for business because I, I, I you know, when, when patients have chronic diseases, they're taking lots of very toxic medications and the side effects of those medications really um, can make the person much sicker than the actual disease they're taking the medications for. So a lot of them stopped taking the medications, but when they went through the wellness program that I put together and they were feeling so much better, you'll never guess what happened next. They went back on their medications. Well, I was uh, less than thrilled to learn that. And, and really, I, I was becoming disillusioned with the whole thing at that time. About that same time, I was having uh, started to experience what's called compassion fatigue. And I didn't even know that term existed at that time, let alone understand it. But I was basically becoming burnt out because my program, because it was funded by the government, there was no investment by the patients. So it oftentimes resulted in me wanting the patient to become healthier more than they did. And so that's when I started to become burnt out. And after five years, my grant came up and I was just emotionally spent. So I just walked away. And I, um, fortunately, I had had a good background in sports medicine as well from all my volunteering in the different specialty clinics and got hired to work with 
uh, Ballet Saint Jose become their, I became their company doctor and I ended up working with professional dancers for the next 15 years, but I never really lost my passion for wellness and I continued to study. And that's how I ended up um, double board certified and, and I'll be completing a, a third board certification at the end of this year in lifestyle medicine. But I, ne I never really stopped having that pursuit for wellness and, and, and understanding it. So uh, that's basically where I'm at today. That's what brought me into private practice and uh, what we're doing here at the Wellness Method and how it's evolved over the years. Okay, that was amazing. <laughs> so now, yes, were you going to say something? One other thing I was just going to mention. Um, I did start to publish research back in 2009. That was when I, I published my first research article. Um, and that's something that I've been doing a little bit more over the years, but that's something that's a really um, important thing for me to do this year because one thing that we've learned this year, um, or last year now, I guess, 2020, is how our health really is so important for our ability for our body and our immune system to fight yeah. off bacteria and viruses like COVID. And um, I just feel that it's really important that we start letting know, people know more about what we're doing in this clinic, which is great for everybody who's in here, but we need to get the word out more. So I want to yeah. publish more in, in science journals, show more of the science behind what we're doing so that other doctors will read the journals and then start seeing what we're doing and be able to replicate and duplicate those results in their clinic as well. And that's something that you're going to be bringing to them, right? Like to their clinic, the ability to do what we do here. Yes. So this, this year we are going to start actually licensing the wellness method to other clinics and other doctors will be able to learn from us and, and our protocols and, and duplicate them in their clinics. So yeah. that's exciting because we can reach a lot more people that way and make a much greater impact. Yeah, it's going to be great. And and you know his heart is is clear i mean i think you guys can see this is that he has a passion to help people be well but saw that if we reach other doctors and they are doing what we're doing here we've already done this in another clinic with another doctor that we're going to exponentially multiply that and that's gonna just you know <clears throat> take off with momentum and we're going to be able to help more people so um it's, it's beautiful yes. And doing more of these kind of conversations with people um, in, yeah. in, in Facebook and different things like that is also going to be able to reach more people. And that's a really good thing for my wife here and my family because it forces me to get out of my science brain. Um, and that helps for everybody because then I can actually have a conversation with you and you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> we call him, so I call him, when he starts writing research papers, um, I call him the mad scientist because he goes into mad scientist mode because he's he's here early in the mornings just on his computer writing science brain, science brain. And then for him to actually have an emotional, literal conversation with a human being, sometimes there's a little bit of gap time. <laughs> so we're, we're working on that balance. See, everyone's still a work in progress. Science is its own language. And um, yeah, you can get a little bit um, too far down the hole sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> she but has you to pull guys, me back out. That's right. I do. And that's what I love about seeing you guys every day. Actually, yes. you make me pull out of that hole. Yeah, you help <laughs> him pull out. But you guys are also benefiting mm -hmm. from the mad scientist here. So <laughs> it's good. It's a two-way street. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask him some questions, and also if we have time, if you guys want to ask him questions, put it in the comments. 
Um, but before I start asking him questions, I'm gonna do a challenge. And I don't know what the prize will be. It'll be something, something little, not a big deal. But if you can come up with the correct number of jobs that he mentioned in here that he had before becoming a doctor of chiropractic, you win the prize. So put that in the comments, okay? <laughs> I used to, um, I always used to joke that I was, I was like the Jamaican guy uh -huh. on, um, that, Three jobs, that movie, <laughs> that, that, that series in living color. Cause yeah. that's about the time that I was doing that. And, uh, yeah, if you didn't have like three or four jobs, you were nothing. <laughs> exactly. And when we were in San Jose, cause we actually used to live in the South Bay, you know, we'd be driving around somewhere in, in the South Bay and the South Bay is very big. And he'd be like, oh yeah, I, I used to live right over there. So not only did he live in all these different places, he's like, oh yeah, that clinic over there. I used to do, I did an internship over there. Oh yeah. I worked at a, an eyeglass place. <laughs> So he's had many jobs, man. <laughs> All right. So my first question is um, a lot of people want to know and they ask, how did we meet? So we each have our own version of it, but how did we meet? Well, uh, as I recall, uh, you came crawling into <laughs> my clinic one day. <laughs> pretty much. And uh, pretty messed up with her low back. Her low back was, was, she was, she was in, in total spasm and me, I couldn't move. Not that I was spazzing out. <laughs> no, no. Yes. More like that. Uh -huh. Kind of can't move. If I, if I breathe the wrong way, it's going to be like a knife in my back kind of yeah. thing. So at that time, that's when I was working with a lot of dancers and, and you were a dancer and actually had your own dance company at that time and had a show coming up. And three months and I couldn't three walk. Months. Yes. And, uh, you had spoken with somebody and they had sent you to me because they knew that I worked with dancers. And, um, I guess I did a good job <laughs> because, uh, we're still together today. So good thing I was, I was able to help her with her back and, uh, and take care of that. And yeah. Back on stage in the three months. It, yep. Back on stage dancing. Cause I was a director, choreographer, wrote, produced, and he got me back on stage. And I always say, I am healthier now than I was in my 20s and 30s and I was in my early 40s when I met him and crawled into his clinic and that back injury actually opened up the gateway for me learning what wellness and functional medicine was because once he got my back solid and my physical structure solid then I did what you guys are doing right now I did the recreate program um, and it was it has evolved tenfold since then but I mean that was my that was the beginning of my healing my systems of my body, just like you guys are. So, yeah. okay. Um, next question is, um, what do you do for fun when you're not working? I do a different kind of work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no. Uh, because to you, work is fun. I mean, because we love is. what we do. It doesn't feel like work. And that's absolutely true. We, we, uh, went on our little Christmas vacation here and I, I was very excited to get back because I was excited to come back to work and, and doing what we do. It's, it's, there's, it's, it's, there's nothing quite like it, it uh, yeah. to describe what, you know, being able to work with the, with you guys, the, the, the team that we have here mm. at our clinic, uh, I'm surrounded by great people every day. And, um, I, I definitely, when I'm away, I miss it and I love, like I get so many success stories. We have such a great success rate in our clinic, yeah. um, that I just get people telling me great news all day long, mm -hmm. you know, 
and, yeah. and sharing me their stories with me and their transformations and watching them come in and and just seeing you know being able to have that privilege to be able to see you guys go from point a to point b c d and it's it's very it's exciting it's exhilarating yeah it is yeah. um well to answer his question because um he loves his work and it is fun <laughs> to him he loves his family so spending time with his girls spending time with me um that's kind of his go-to after work you know what when he's not working that's his focus and mm -hmm. we have a lot of fun in our family <laughs> Yes, yes we do. <laughs> All right, next question is, um, what is one or two of the most memorable moments? I know you just talked about like you have many every day, but what are one or two of the most memorable moments in the 25 years, or could just be the last five years, that you have been doing Wellness Method and leading this church? One or two, wow, that's hard. Yeah, to we only have like, down. you know, we only have a certain attention span with everyone, so you have to keep it, you have to limit it. In the 25 years, the whole 25 years? Or just the last couple of years, whatever Do you want more recent, or do you want me to stretch it out over a long period of time? Whatever you want. All right, well, I mean, finding out that I got funding, you know, when I did for the yeah. for the wellness program, I I had no idea that was coming. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was just writing up this program from all the my personal experience and and some research as well, and and putting that together. And I remember my clinic manager um, when I was at the county hospital coming in and knocking on the door. She was, <laughs> I was in there with a patient, and she knocked on the door and interrupted me, and she just opened up and stuck her head in there in the door and said. We got the grant, <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was huge. Um, oh, that is huge. Gosh, and 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 just the God, uh, the breakthroughs of um, so many patients are so so many um, times of, of people. I remember a couple of people with really severe liver disease really mm. turning it around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those ones really stood out to me just because my jaw kind of dropped when I saw the results come back from the labs and the ultrasounds and like completely a hundred percent healed. Mm -hmm. And it was just so mind blowing to me that how much we can do to our body um, and how, how it can turn things around and come back from, from such yeah. a, a bad place. Like people that I had sitting across the chair from me and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I can see this person in two or three months. I don't know that they're going to be here. And, um, and to see them turn things around and fully restore their health, that, that's... That's huge. That's, that's huge. It's, um, it's a, a blessing to do what I do, and it's humbling to be able to you know, just see that miraculous change. Yeah. And I used to be... I remember at a time I was kind of like people would come in with these really severe conditions, and I'd be like... I don't know that I'm going to be able to, you know, what I'm going to do here. And I've, what I've learned over the years is that if you just follow that protocol, yeah. you know, remove, remove the interference, the things that are interfering with the body's function long enough so that things can heal and then give it the nutrition the that that lacking. person needs, man, I, I, I don't think that there's a, um, there, there's any limits on that. Yeah. No. Yeah, and then that's really a testament to his ability to focus. And I'll tell you, when I first learned about his ability, because I mean, there's a million things he could do, but he focuses on what is tried, tested, proven, studied, researched, and true, and that is remove what's interfering, 
give the body time to heal, give the body what it's lacking. I mean, he never gets like, you know, drawn out in different directions. And when I first learned this is when he was working on my back, those many, many years ago, and my back hurt everywhere, right? And sometimes something would get resolved and then it started to hurt in my hip or my leg. And so me being a complainer, probably one of me and Sierra, our daughter, probably being the two biggest complainers he's ever worked with. I would always, because I'm yeah. very expressive. I'm an artist, I'm very expressive. And so I needed to express to him where it hurt. And he would just diligently stay focused on the area that he was working on. I'm like, but it doesn't hurt there. And he's like, I don't chase fires. This is where we're working. It's hurting there because it's referring or whatever his reasons were that you know I listened to. But he doesn't chase fires. He stays focused. And he was always right. And sometimes me and Jen, who um, she worked with us in the clinic in San Jose, we would always be like, there's just got to be one time where he's not right. He's right all the time. And um, it was just a true testament to his focus. And so I just, you know, it blows me away. Um, all right. So one of the things that you said was um, emotional investment. So when you were working in um, the chronic disease clinic, you were more emotionally and probably more invested in them wanting to be well than they were. And that's yes. where you got compassion fatigue and emotional burnout. I wanted to touch on that, you guys, because he doesn't get burnt out. You know why? Because you guys are emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually um, invested in your health, mm -hmm. right? The people that fail, which is a very small, small percentage here, aren't invested in improving. So he doesn't have to do that work for you. Can you talk about like what a burden lifted off of you that is because they are Absolutely. invested? Yeah. So that that time where I went through that 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 sort of compassion fatigue, compassion burnout was really. Um, really important because I learned very early on, um, you know, the consequences of that. I mean, I was a young man. I um, had all the energy in the world. I was very healthy and man, I just wanted to, you know, heal, heal the, the world, world. <laughs> <laughs> and, and whether they want it or not, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and so it's, it was, it was really good that I, uh, I learned that lesson. It was it was a tough lesson, but it was an important one. Yeah. And it, it made it, you know, there that whole series of questions that I have for every person that I do a consult with to make sure that we're a good fit to work together. Yeah. That's where that came from. You know, asking you one to 10, where are you? If you're an A student, B student, C student, those questions really are going to dictate whether I accept a person into a program, into the program, because the people who don't, don't meet those standards, I know that they're going to take 90% of my attention and they're never going to succeed because they're always going to be yeah. looking for me or someone else to do it for them. So, um, yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I don't get burnt out now yeah. because I, you guys are so, um, like you said, invested, invested and committed and, 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 and staying healthy and keeping your health. Yeah. And, and you know, nine, I, the statistic always sticks with me, and and this is also part of you know why I really want to kind of get our get our program out to more people this year, is that our 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 um, current and when I was born in 1965, chronic disease now you know how old in is. this country was at six percent. 
Uh, right. Yeah. Six percent in the entire country. Yeah. It's now forty-six percent in children. Children okay. alone. Yes. Adults. Repeat that. Forty-six percent in children, and and adults are sixty percent. So, um, you know, just the the amount of, and so much of it, it's just. It's it's the media. It's it's the our whole approach to healthcare. Yeah, is just got no respect at all for the human body. Mm -mm. It doesn't have it just any runs respect. all over it and runs right by it and says, "Here, take a pill." Yes, exactly, and and doesn't give it any any respect to what your your body is capable of. And in fact, all it does is kind of squash it. And that's that's an arrogance that we have in our science community in our healthcare community. Um, but I know that there's there's a lot of unhappy doctors out there. There's a lot of unhappy doctors working in the system. Oh yeah, extremely high, like high seventy percent. You know that they know that this is not right. They understand that. Yeah. And, and guess what? They're getting burnt out. And they are, and they're not happy. Um, and uh, and they're looking. They're looking. They want to help people, like. But they're stuck in that system. Yeah. And, but they they didn't go to all those years of school. Just so that they could, you know, do what the system is telling them, even though they know that it's wrong. Yeah, it's hurting their heart. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to be able to help them by yes. teaching them how to do wellness method or doing it for them with their, you know, patients. So, because, yes. you know, now everything's virtual and we've really stepped up in that area because mm -hmm. it's our world. I mean, yes, we still want physical people in our clinic, but that's that's the direction we're heading. Um it brought to mind, and then we're going to close, um, one thing that he says when he teaches some of his classes and when he speaks in front of groups and whatnot, and it has to do with um, don't let a doctor in a tiny room. Um, can you can you say that? Can you say that yes. for them? This, because he talked about honoring the body and, and mm -hmm. acknowledging the body and, and this, what he says to people, and I want you guys to hear it. Yes, this is actually a, a quote from Zach Bush that I love. He said, he said, he's a, a triple board a certified oncologist and he works, so he works with a lot of cancer patients. And he says, his quote is, don't let a doctor in a white coat in a dimly lit room dumb down the miracle of who you are. Okay, don't let words like diabetes, heart disease, cancer scare you. Don't let them put it, that fear into you. The magnificence of who you are, um, and I, I don't remember the exact quote, um, but the magnificence of the body and all the thousands of reactions that are going on in this finely tuned machine happening at every instant without us even thinking about it is so much more powerful than anything that we have in science. And, and yeah. that's just comes back to what I was saying is we need to respect that. We need to use that power and just allow it to, yeah. to function the way that it's supposed to and stop putting things into our body and are abusing, abusing our bodies. Yeah. So. so you guys can clearly see his passion. You can clearly see his heart. This is kind of what he's been all about. The thing that I, I think is one of the most admirable things about him is that he, he became a self-starter. I think you were always a self-starter. Like from the fact that like, you know, he, he pulled himself out of the rock band and the recreational drugs and he changed his life. And then he, his parents moved away and he was in his 20s and he had to get a job and he wanted to move down here. Like constantly being a self-starter. And so it's very admirable. And what I think is cool is that you guys just being around him by osmosis, 
I know some of you have picked that up from him and, and the team and me, and we all have picked that up from him, that if you're a self-starter, if you have that in you, which you guys do now because you're in this program, that you're going to succeed. You're going to succeed in your health goals and you're going to translate this to your life. So we want to thank you for being the true leader, fearless leader, as we say that you are. Thank you. It's, it's like I said, it's very fulfilling and uh, exciting to do this all the time, every day. And I, I feel like it's just a blessing. So, All right. I love this man. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And I hope you will join me again next week for a brand new episode.